0: To episode 91 of the 25 Live. My name is Jim Bernica. I actually do have a special guest, the most special guest of all, would be my lovely wife, Lauren. So uh, I actually had this idea earlier in a week, and it was just to have her, if she was up for it, to just kind of give her perspective of everything. Because, um, you know, she's obviously been there by my side for a long time. But uh, just going through this is just different and I thought there might be some value in just hearing, you know, the the fire wife side of things um, and just from the spouse point of view dealing with things. So I kind of set her up and I, I, I didn't interview her. That's not, I mean, that's usually what I do with a guest. I basically just told her to press this button and to start and press this button to stop. And I just walked away and let her do her thing. So, this episode is just really uh, everything that's gone on lately, but her perspective and stuff she had to go through and just her thoughts um, regarding the situation so you know same situation, different perspective. so without further ado, I'm just going to stop talking because it's not about me, even though it kind of about me, but let's let Lauren come in so here she is, Lauren Bernica.
1: Hi, this is Lauren. Um, I'm Jim's wife. Um, I just wanted to kind of uh, share you guys my perspective, if you will, of what's been going on the past uh, almost month now uh, with Jim. Um, So some of you may know, but um, I'm a nurse by profession. Um, I'm a pediatric nurse, actually, um, at a local hospital um, in Dayton. And basically... um, You know, kind of long story short, a little over a year ago, I had noticed um, that Jim's right side of his neck was a little bit more swollen. Um, And if you know a nurse or if you've been through nursing school, um, they teach you about symmetry of the body. Um, You know, you're going to compare the left side to the right side, things like that. And so basically I noticed that that side of the neck was was asymmetric uh, to the other side. Um, So I told him about it, and he was kind of like, bullshit. Uh, And basically, he, I think, ended up looking in the mirror and kind of was like, all right, we'll get it checked out. Um, So he made an appointment um, with his doctor, and basically they did the ultrasound, um, which actually showed that he had a small nodule there. Um, I think it was about 0.8 millimeters, I think in size. Um, And so basically what was recommended to do was just to follow up in a year with the ENT specialist. Um, So that year has come and gone and and that's where we are right now. So basically he repeated that ultrasound and um, it had grown. The nodule had grown. Um, I believe the size was now like 1.8 or 1.9. And so it definitely had increased in size Uh, and so basically what was recommended was a fine needle aspiration so um basically that day that he found out he needed to have that procedure he gave me a call at work and kind of told me what was going on and you can kind of tell it in the the tone of his voice he was a little nervous or scared or you know he just hit it. it didn't seem himself um, and basically kind of just asked, you know, do you want to be there? I can have one support person. Can you be there? And basically I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Um, so basically he had made an appointment with Dr. McCallop. Um, he's a cytopathologist, um, in the Dayton area. And basically, um, this was the doctor that could actually do this procedure and basically we would actually be able to find the results or get the results that day Um, so that was a plus if you will Um, but uh, prior to starting uh, the procedure um, I almost actually didn't make it there Um, I was busy at work and I I didn't leave work in a timely manner and I was late. I almost missed it. Um, So as soon as I got into the office, um, got into the room where Jimmy was, um, you know, I just felt like I wanted to cry. Um, Not because of the procedure, but because I almost missed it. Um, So I was very upset at myself for that, and I could tell he was upset and worried that I wasn't gonna be there. You know so so that was kind of going on in the background as well um but besides that it was it was actually a very very cool experience in a weird way if, if you will um so this doctor he was actually able to um, use an ultrasound um, to actually get the needle aspiration um, he collected some samples of the specimen and he actually placed them on slides himself and and made his own slides and basically within five minutes we actually had a diagnosis um you know so probably that those five minutes were probably the longest five minutes of our life um and basically you know once the doctor came back he kind of said you know I saw some abnormal cells, and this is what you have, papillary thyroid carcinoma. He actually actually wrote everything down on a piece of paper for us. Um, That way I could actually, you know, we had all the notes from him and things like that. Um, Basically, he told us right there that the treatment is surgery. This is the most common kind of cancer, thyroid cancer. Um, It's very common, um, you know, and again, treatment is surgery um you know so you know once we got that news we kind of uh we were kind of like okay we we know now we know what we got to do okay um but, you know so so then we kind of left that office and um had to go back home um and and basically Jimmy he he asked that I go get Logan our youngest uh, from his mom's house um, he just wanted to go home um, you know where where he could kind of just be by himself, I think, for a little bit before the kids got home. Um, so I went and picked up Logan and I was actually the one to tell his mother, which you know it it, it went okay. Um, she was actually reassuring, very reassuring um, as she knew um, friend of hers that had the same type of cancer and had surgery and had it removed and her friend's been doing just fine um for many years so you know so she actually knew somebody who who went through all this um but she actually took it very well um herself um you know I then told my mom and my sisters you know and they they were just there you know telling me, you know, if you need anything, we're here for you, whatever you need, we'll help you out, um, next day, um, I had to tell my boss, which, um, that was probably actually the first time that I actually cried, or, you know, got teary-eyed, if you will, or whatnot, um, but I told my boss what was going on, um, she was actually really, really great, and very supportive, and basically just kind of asked me, you know, what do you need? What do you need from me? Um, and I basically told her, I'm like, any appointments that he has, any surgery he has to have, I need to have the day off. Um, and I basically explained that I almost missed the procedure um, the previous day. And that I kind of choked up and and kind of got really upset about that. Um you know, and she kind of shared with me that you know I'm a wife and a mother first before a nurse, um, so I kind of have to keep that in mind um, many of the times. Um, I then kind of had to tell the girls at work that I work with on a daily basis what was going on. Um, you know, they didn't know anything was going on until that point. Um, I just told told them my husband was having a procedure. That was all. Um, And so I had to share the news with them. Um, And again, they were very, very supportive. Um, One of the girls that I've worked with for four and a half years now there, um, she was actually off that day, so I didn't get to tell her the news. So I had to tell her on Friday. Um, Or maybe it was Monday. I can't remember now. Um, But there again, when I told her, I kind of teared up because... I could see the worry, the look in her eye. You know, she was just she could she was feeling for me. She knew something was going on, and um, you know, she just kind of said, "I'm so sorry." You know, um, you know, so that was kind of tough to to tell her as well. Um, so everybody overall has been very very supportive at work, family, friends. Um, one day after getting home from the store or something, running errands, um, Jimmy said that I had got a delivery and I was like, what? (laughs) I didn't order anything. Um, and he's like, no, somebody sent you flowers. And so I looked at the card and, um, it was one of Jim's friends, Lillian Carney from Carney Strong. She had had flowers delivered for me, which was so thoughtful. Um, and they were the the most prettiest flowers ever. Um, you know, so that was very, very thoughtful and, and warming that she thought of me. Um, so overall, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who has kind of been there, um, and been willing to help during this time. Um, you know, the next kind of steps were, um, the appointments with the surgeons, um, so, the first surgeon was um, an ENT specialist. Um, and she was actually really a, a good surgeon and yeah, a good provider. Um, when we initially got there, um, the receptionist <laughs> initially said um, that I wouldn't be able to go back in the room with them. Um, Jimmy about lost his shit. Um, yep. Yeah. He was quite upset. Um, you could definitely tell, uh, he was probably staring her down a little bit, but, um, luckily when they called his name, um, they had mentioned that the doctor said it was okay that I would come back. So, so it was all good. Um, so I went, uh, and listened to everything. She was a really good provider and, and, uh, kind of explained the whole process. Um, actually drew pictures and, and just explained everything about the thyroid um, she also shared that, you know, she had actually had the same surgery and has had the same type of cancer. Um, and she basically kind of gave us the options of a partial, um, thyroidectomy or a total. Um, and so that was kind of our decision. Um, so she gave us lots of information to read, um, and basically, you know, gave us a lot to think about, Uh, you know, so we had to kind of think about the pros and cons of a total uh, versus a partial and that sort of thing. Um, The second, uh, second opinion, if you will, Jimmy wanted to get a second opinion, which actually probably was a good thing um, that he did this. Um, so the second opinion was at Ohio State the James Cancer Center and basically um, we went to see uh, the surgeon there um, and basically it was kind of like a whole team we had met with the nurse we met with the nurse practitioner um, we met with a surgeon and you know it was, it was basically team oriented so that was kind of nice Um, He took his time kind of explaining um, the next steps and and what he recommends and he actually gave us a third option, which, um, you know, we didn't even consider, Um, you know, so basically the nodule is right in the middle of the thyroid, um, the isthmus, and so basically he had given us the option to just take the, the nodule out right down the center. Um, so there's less risk to hit the vocal cord, um, nerve, um, less risk of, um, damaging the parathyroid glands, things like that. And so, you know, we kind of, kind of just thought about what would be the best option overall. And, um, you know, I think. You know Jimmy felt more supported there because it was more of a team working together um, for the best outcomes so so um, now we're just anxiously waiting the surgery day um, which is this coming Thursday which is almost here <laughs> a little bit scary a um, couple last things I guess that I wanted to share is basically um, since he found out, um, the news, you know, I think our communication has actually been the best that it's ever been, um, which is kind of surprising, um, uh, seeing how we've almost been married 10 years, um, so surprising in a good way, but also kind of, uh, unfortunate that it took something like this to kind of get us kind of on the same page communication-wise. Um, you know, another thing that I wanna share is, you know, really family is the most important thing. Um, you know, without your family, you know you'd be I, I don't know. I don't know where I would be without without my family. Um, you know, we can't really choose our family, but you know what? They're gonna be there too thick and thin. They'll be right there with us to support us and you know sometimes I don't ask or I don't like to ask for help, um so sometimes it's it's just nice knowing that they're there in case I need them, um which is very helpful um, you know, so bottom line is um you know is super important, and really that's that's all that matters really. Um, it doesn't matter what job you have or what fancy things you have. What, what matters is who's waiting for you at home. So, um, let's see, what else? Another thing is just kind of, you need to be your own advocate. Like, I know Jim has mentioned that before, um, for both, um, surgeons we had a list of questions that we asked Um, I definitely recommend that you bring somebody with you whether it be a significant other or you know um, a family member somebody that could be your support person Um, but it's really important that you have somebody to take notes um, because it's one thing to hear it it's another thing to actually be able to process what is being said to you Um, you know so I think I had initially, when we listened to the first surgeon, I think I'd missed some things that she had said, and I didn't fully understand it until we had talked to the second surgeon. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, You know, it's it's your health, really. Um, You know, so again, be your own advocate. Um, And again, probably just wanted to say thank you to everybody. all the texts, calls, um, you know, flowers, just the thinking of yous, um, you know, checking in on me to see if I'm okay. Thank you very much. Um, sometimes some days I think I'm okay. Other days I, I don't know. I'm just going through the motions, you know, taking one day at a time. Um, we'll get through it. We always do. So. I think that might be all I have to say okay, Thanks